Welcome to the J2 Hub podcast, where we focus on everything from property development, hot entrepreneurially business topics, and real-life scenarios facing business owners just like you and I. Brought to you by James Sahota, we bring you exciting real-life property, business and entrepreneurially related hot topics, and that little bit more. Thanks very much for joining me. Welcome to another episode of the J2 Hub. Um, this Obviously, we've flipped it up a little bit this week. We're going to do a, a bit of a video with everything that's been going on. I wanted to speak to you two guys in particular, because I know you're in a particular industry where it seems to have been hit quite hard. So welcome, Adam and Shamil, who are both in SA. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. No worries, man. Shamil, you all right? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah fantastic, mate. Fantastic. Guys, I'm going to just kick it off by saying, so soon as this, as um, soon as COVID kicked off, what was the first thing that happened for you boys? Bookings. Bookings, eh? Bookings, cancellations. To be honest, at first, I didn't really notice a massive dip. I think once people started to see the lockdown and it started to get worse and worse, that's when it started to like pivot and people started to notice that, oh, we can cancel for free and we're allowed to win title two. Um, and on top of top of that, it's just the bookings have gone down. That's why I've seen. Yeah. Uh, how, how about you, mate, Adam? Oh yeah. So as soon as, as 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 you say, it's the same thing. We lost a lot of revenue. A lot, like literally, it was I would say over a week, we lost about fifteen k. Um, and you just said you said the bookings just disappeared. Whether that was from Airbnb or Bookings.com or whether it was that direct bookings. So a lot of people were saying, you know, direct bookings are still there. Well, in my case, not really. They were not there because I had a lot of corporate bankers. Or people, even even builders, that they just they just pull the contracts, or, or people are working from home. So I lost a lot of direct bookings as well. Uh, whether that's my luck or, or whatever it was, well, we lost a lot of Airbnb, as you just mentioned. The Airbnb put in a, a policy where they did a compulsory refund uh, for a lot of uh, a lot of guests. Well, global guests actually, every single one of them, if you if they were on your calendar. So yeah, we we had a massive hit. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I was uh, I was a bit down uh, for about a good good three four days. 15k is no joke. Um, I've never lost that much amount of money. Uh, when I say lost, uh, it's just that was supposed to be forecasted income that was should have been guaranteed. As in SA, if you know, once the booking is done, we run a strict policy. Uh, we lost a lot of that. Um, so yeah, it was really bad. Wow, wow. So, what do you think? Um, do you think people were taking the piss as well, or do you think it was genuinely people were concerned, or did you think people saw the policy and thought, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and cancel? I think um, I'm probably not in a good position to comment on that because um, I'm not sure. A lot of people could have. Um, I'm not going to lie. People could have. But, yeah, it's, it's a funny one because there were rumors that uh, Airbnb did encourage people to, to cancel due to safety, which is which is a fair point, you know. Uh, but in, from, from a host point of view, from, from a business point of view, uh, in Birmingham especially, where us two are from, um, we didn't have a massive impact when this all had happened. Um, everything seemed to be running. There was no lockdown uh, in actual Birmingham uh, or, or UK uh, when actually Airbnb announced um, the policy. So people may have, people may have, you know. What about for yourself, Shan? Um, so I'm in loads of like Airbnb groups on Facebook and I've seen loads of like posts about Airbnb sending messages on behalf of the host, which is weird. Um, it's like Airbnb were asking the host to cancel for free and the guests were sending the messages which is weird so i've seen a little bit a little bit of that going on but it's like adam said nothing 
So um, this didn't affect us till the lockdown officially. So even before the lockdown, we still had bookings. And even after, we still had bookings, but they were tiny. But now it's just gone straight zero. I haven't had any bookings in days. So I don't know about anyone else, but mine's just gone. Sh- really? Yeah. From being fully occupied to just yeah. zero? For real. So I think what's, what's, what's good, or well, what I can find out is when my essay goes live this weekend, because the calendar's fresh, at least I can gauge and see what the market's like. So I'll keep you guys posted on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I get, but was it was it the same for you, Adam? You went from hundred percent to zero? Yeah, so we were we operate on average over the last year and a half about eighty-five to ninety-five percent. We never get hundred to say so, yeah. so we get eighty-five to ninety-five. Yeah, I would say we went down to because I'm I'm not just talking Airbnb, I'm talking the whole a whole different different streams of, of booking so you're talking direct bookings as well so they they weren't some of them were there but we didn't lose all of them so i probably went down from 85 to probably about 20 percent um that's a that's a lot as i said about around 15k we lost uh, in a week um which we whether that was compulsory or in or voluntary refunds which we had to do to maintain relationships so one of the things was i did have to give three thousand quid back because they were six months contractors or six months bankers that have been working in HSBC or Barclays, but just because you want to maintain a relationship uh, because they will be coming back for another six months when this is over. So we lost voluntary money as well, uh, if I'm honest. So you very much fought into the long term as well about maintaining relationships with yes. clients. Yes, that's important because it was a difficult one. Um, I'm sure Shamil will probably say the same thing. It was a really difficult one because they were, they have been with us for six months. Monday to Friday, uh, and they were planning to be here all summer and, and, and potentially beyond. Keeping a thousand pound or keeping five hundred pounds for that five hundred pound for the week is it's, it's not worth in the long term game, you know. And, and that's one of the things I would really say to people who listen to this: um, it's not worth that five hundred quid where you can make five grand over the year. Fair point. Fair point. What's, what's your take on that, Sham? Oh, wicked! Amazing. What I did was the guests I wanted to cancel, and they had a like a really good reason. Uh, let's say it was all like a wedding or an event was cancelled obviously there's two routes one I can be a dick and say no or two if it's like two months ahead then they've given me enough notice so what I've done is for the guests I've cancelled and it's and it's reasonable um, I've said yeah but then I've also sent them my my review links and I've been getting them to leave me reviews on Trustpilot and Google and it, it is actually working so as well as cancelling the guests I'm also building a business up with the reviews and credibility, I would show you. Hang on, I don't know if you if I can. Hang on, let me see if I can. I can share my screen on, on this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, let me show you. Um, yeah, cool. Um, let me just switch it around. So you flipped it up, basically. Even when they cancelled, you still got them to leave you a review. Yeah. Okay. See. Uh, I think I think it makes good points about uh, flipping it up, you know, because um, we did that as well. Um, the review you can still make because you didn't you done you done a service to to the guests uh, by giving a refund or helping them out, whatever the scenario was. I think hosts deserve a review for that because you know a positive review because there is a service that you provided. You've gone against your policies because I think Shamil and most of us have strict policies which is non-refundable um, due to the business model that we run and so it's important to I think capture those reviews if you have done a good service to a, to a guest okay 
Yeah. No, that makes sense. So what? Right. what I try to try share, share my screen. Yeah, go on then. Let's have a look at your screen before we. Uh... Uh, there you go. I can't share. I can't share my screen because it doesn't allow me to. But uh, let me see if I can quickly show you. Is that bright enough? So, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you can see. Do you want to see it, mirror? Yeah, no, no, no I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. But you can see where, where she's basically said cancellation due to the world of pan, uh, pandemic. Despite the cancellation, cast associated with our um, re- reservation, blah blah blah. host and left a five star, and like all these little five stars, they add up and might like, increase your 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 branding presence on Google. And that's why I'm focusing on for now. So wow. So even even in this even in a time where you're losing money, you can still flip it up, and those five star reviews will bump you up when things go uh, good again. No. And the thing is, they they will leave you five star because you've given them a free refund. Right, mm. right, okay. Them yeah, yeah. They, they don't need to know that, oh, the cancellation policy has changed or whatever. Just say, I've given you free, a free refund. Could you please leave me a review? And be like, yeah. Nice yeah. tactic, boys. So listen, how did you boys flip it up? Because I know, Sham, you did something where you, you <laughs> went on and you did some isolation units and stuff. But I also read that you got a lot of hate, man. Oh yeah, people just don't seem to like you, do they? Dude, it's not like it's it's every. I think every time there's a good idea, and every time that uh, I create something that's unique. Yeah, so you 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 did what? You just created um, isolation units. Yeah. So basically, what I so what I did was um, regarding the NHS stuff and what's going on. Um, I saw the domain isolation dash units was available. So I built a brand out that I would have shown you on the screen. I can't show my screen unless I leave and come back. But um, so the brand was originally to give NHS staff key key workers, people looking for self self isolation units or accommodation to book and stay. Um, it is a good idea, and it was working well till one hater, one hater made a post into an H and HMO group. And then he then he reported me to Bang Live, Bang Mail, and blah blah. So Birmingham Mail wrote an article about it, which I thought was bad. But then as the days went on, I was like, you know what? This is actually a good article because if, if you read it, it talks about blah, blah, use energy logo, fair enough. But then it talks about a snazzy, jazzy entrepreneur launched this site. Here it is. This is what you And then at the bottom is all my piece. And I've said exactly what I've said, which is true. And then since the article went, went live, there's loads and loads of inquiries. Like, I mean, lots. Like, I'm going to show you my, my inbox on my phone. Um, see all the all these sort of chats. Uh, right. Yeah. So, like, all that is isolation inquiries. Serious. I'm being serious. Dude. Like, that is how that goes on. And that's just my emails, my Facebook and all that. So, uh, that little press, press, press article, it, it actually works. Like, people see... Um, and I think I think there's only like a small group of people that are like, why are you doing it? I'm like, dude, it's just a brand, like it's just another way to word it. So it's, it is a good idea. And because everyone else in the service accommodation was doing the same sort of thing, which is isolation units or self-isolation, I thought, let's just jazz up this brand and get a domain. And domain was only like 13 quid for like two years. I'm not going to use it for two years. I'll probably delete it after, after Corona's over. The point was, it was so cheap to invest and build and get it set up. You know, it's a, it's, it's a no-brainer. You know what I love about this situation is that you 
there, there must have been a period, by where you guys must have been sitting there and really shitting yourself, like looking at it and thinking, "Fuck, man, I've, you know, I've lost all my bookings. I've lost a shitload of money." Because I know what that feels like. You know, you sit there and you're. Be honest. Were you guys panicking? Dude, I was because my income is based off that. Because bear in mind, I'm not working anywhere else. Um, so, so this is me. So, uh, what I'm having to do is combat is just try and build other sources of income for now. Um, but that business was pushing me basically. So now it's been affected. It's uh, it's gonna be a hard struggle. Was it the same with you, Adam? Were you shitting yourself when it first all kicked off? Yes, as I mentioned earlier, it was it was bad. It was there was a time I sat on my computer and I just looked at it. I was like, "What the hell just happened?" You know, it was that bad. Um, and but the thing was, just a, it's the flip side is how you react to it. As an entrepreneur, I was a property investor. It's, it's the reaction that we had to all of us had to take. The people who have got bookings now, um, I had to put in emergency business continuity planning in straight away. What am I going to do for next three months? As I was talking to you earlier. We put that in within 24 hours, whether that's to do with staff, um, overheads, uh, rent deferrals, or your, your strategy in, in getting new bookings. As Sham mentioned about self-isolation, that was one of the points in my planning uh, when, when, I, when I did the emergency business continuity planning for the next three months. We put that in place within 24 hours, which, is, which, was, the, which was the key, whether or not I would my business break or we have a strategy going forward in the next three months because we are in unprecedented times. We don't know how long this is going to take, but you need to put some kind of a time scale in. Where are you heading? Yeah. So, yes. Yes, so it was, it, was, um, it was difficult. How did the staff take it? I know you a team, right? Yes, so it was difficult. Um, going back to my staff culture and business culture and uh, team culture, I've created a culture where we had transparency already. Uh, we understand how much money business was making, what has that impacted. So they have taken it. I'm not going to say they were happy about it. Of course they weren't. Um, they've taken it in a, in a positive way where they can do stuff in this unpaid leave. So I had to put my staff on unpaid leave. Um, it's no brainer, you know, there is no bookings, no work to do. We're a small business um, where the, whether the government helps now or not, we had to make, take that decision to avoid insolvency uh, and not be able to pay people. And that goes for the suppliers as well, that like cleaning companies and stuff. So we had to make changes where we had to make changes. Right, right. And how long, how long do you think you could forecast this through for? I mean, how many months could you go before you're in real trouble? So looking at the data around the world, looking at China and, and what's happening around the world, I think I'm basing on data based on China and Asian countries, what's happening there now. They've lasted in there for three months. Whereas as I go back to my point, I planned this planned emergency planning for three months. So my strategy is up for three months. And there's a review end of the end of May before before June and see if the business is still sustainable. Um, strategies are working or not at the moment. Yes, they're working. Two weeks on from this crisis, uh, when we had we had no bookings, um, we are about eighty percent full. Oh no, not in eighty eighty five percent full for this month in april and uh, may is looking decent as well so yeah we've got enough oh, enough money to cover overheads um so yeah we're planning for three months so i'm gonna be honest um, that's what we plan for yes we want to we will continue I, I, we want to continue but i'm gonna have a review after three months and see, see what we've got. You, you say you're at 80 percent for april what kind of clientele is that so uh touching on like self-isolation which Sham, Sham mentioned so we got a lot of doctors i'd say about 40 percent doctors from nhs or nurses um, a lot of them actually, I've got some of some of our business, sorry, builders, contractors come back. Um, they're still working, uh, whether they class themselves key workers, but uh, they have class of their own food production, for example. So they're working. So we got some of them. Um, 
and other than that, we've had people who are moving houses. They got stuck in the middle. Um, a lot of people have missed that one, actually. But uh, there's a lot of people, if you go to state agents, um, a lot of people have been stuck in the middle where they were supposed to move or the tenancy was expiring somewhere. Um, they had to move. So I've got about four apartments which are full, uh, filled, sorry, uh, rather, um, with people who are in the middle of moving houses. So long, kind of short-term, long-term tenancies, if you know what I mean. Okay. And with you, Sham? So basically, um, what I've got in mind is I've got NHS staff in all, in basically all of them, but they're all long term. But because most of mine are management, because I run a management company, um, I, I I can have that budget where I can reduce the uh, amounts, like the um, the pay. And because all my more my clients are landlords and not investors, which means they don't pay no rent. So for them, they're not really affected as much as they would have if so if it was someone in rent to rent. Luckily, with my own rent to rent, I'm not paying rent, so I'm not badly affected. But if it goes on for the next six months, like I said on Facebook uh, in my post, I think we're going to be screwed, really. Um, so I'm just trying to find out ways where I can sustain it for as long as I can, really. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the moment, there's no travellers that I I personally have. I haven't seen any normal, normal, normal guests. So the only thing we can have is like key workers, NHS staff. Um, that's really it to be fair. I personally wouldn't travel myself. So I don't know why anyone, anyone else would travel. Yeah. Um, you say you say if this went on for six months, you'd be in a bad position. How do you think the likes of Airbnb and Bookings.com are going to be in six months' time? Dude, I think they made so much money over, the, over like how long they've been going. I don't think... I think personally... If they were a smart business, they'd have enough in the cash pot because they take 15% of our bookings and 16.6 or something if you use their bank. So that's 15% at every booking. Um, and that's and not just from me. So if I'm having like 30 bookings a month, imagine how many millions of others are having. So I think they've got enough. Or I hope so. Do you think they'll be okay? That's fair. So I think I think um, I think if we're struggling, they probably would struggle after three months. Um, you know, they they they've got overheads to to pay as well. So they probably would come up with clever strategies, smart strategy as well. So I think recently they've come up with key workers strategy as well, where they opened up bookings on Airbnb where they're advertising for key workers, just the way we were doing two weeks before them. So they started to support the host and and medical staff, key workers, or food production or whatever classes are key workers. So they've jumped on that bandwagon as well. So I think even if you're a very small company or a big company, I think you've got to, you've got to, you've got to adapt to, to, to change. And this is, this is what makes you a, a businessman or a businesswoman uh, in these times. I think I truly, truly believe, um, especially Sham's a lot younger than me. And I think this would be a big learning curve from him or for me or for everyone. But, you know, l- lucky for him, he can see that age of 21, where I didn't get to say, maybe you did, James, in the last recession, but this is my first experience as well. But, you know, this is what makes us stronger and, uh, and, and come up with new ideas, uh, such as, you know, we made a lot of contacts with hospitals, you know. Now I'm, I'm going to use that. I don't know about other people, but I'm going to use that to further continue long-term contracts with hospitals and stuff. So you get positives out of it as well. So I'm, thinking, I'm sure Airbnb and Booking.com are looking into those type of strategies. Yeah. I think this pandemic is going to really make people reevaluate their strategies. I mean, me myself, I've been affected. I've uh, 
I've got a house where it's a HMO and they've just literally stopped paying rent. Um, And I've always dealt with students or uh, professionals and this particular one's professionals, but I always used to have a problem dealing with DSS tenants and every landlord I know who's got a DSS tenant is quite happy at the moment (laughs) because their rents are coming in and they're perfectly safe. Their portfolios haven't been, you know, affected at all. And that's what's got me leading. I'm now thinking that when, when we're over all this, I'm going to have to change my strategy because I want to, Balance out the portfolio so that you have got a large portion of DSS and there's other tenants as well. So if anything like this happens again and shit hits the fan, you're not in a position where you're thinking, mm. man, I've just lost two, three grand of my money just like that straight away. Mm. Mm. No, agrees, agrees. How is it going to change your strategy moving forward? Are you going to be doing anything different, do you think? So for me, so I'll go first. So um, I think we're... And just like yourself, like you're in new build development, so that was, that's our strategy anyway. Getting getting new builds um, and land developments it was for 2020 anyway. Later in the year, but maybe I will diversify more into buy to lets because that's how I started property investments uh, about three, four, five years ago. Um, I buy to lets, which which the rent is coming in, as you say earlier in your in your scenario for people for DSS. I, I I do have professionals in there, but they're they're paying the rent. They plan to pay the rent for the next two two months, three three months as until this is over. So I might diversify and buy to lets more um, than 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 more of a, a service accommodation or a HMO. Do you see that being a safer bet for you moving forward? For me, I think maybe yes. I can't. I can't. I wouldn't know 100%. But I think it would maybe safer than than, for example, service accommodation or hospitality business that we're in right now, which is a high risk, high reward. We, I knew that. I'm sure Sham knew that. Most people knew that this was a high risk, high reward business, and this is this is the risk that we took. Yeah. Moving on to you, Sham. You're going to be looking to chop and change your strategy. Well, you already have, man. Hats yeah, off uh, you for what you did. Which are yeah, um, up massively, but what I'm working now is to diversify my income source. Uh, like Adam said, um, I probably wouldn't do buy to let. I don't, I don't think I'd ever want to. I think I'd probably do HMOs, um, social housing, and SA. I'm still going to run it. I'm still going to do it, but I'm going to diversify the area. So it's not just doing Birmingham. Um, I was going to expand anyway, but I think now's a good time to plan it. While, while the world's gone quiet, and everyone's shutting down. It's a good time to grow in all the areas. So when that time comes, I'm there already, and people are like, oh, shit, who's this guy? Um, so now I'm just working on growing. So I'm, I'm building on growing now rather than, you know, in the future. And that's my plan, yeah. I think that's a good shout. When everybody else is shitting themselves, yeah. I've generally found, even from the last recession, this is the time where you really want to be getting your focus, revisiting everything, grounding yourself, and reevaluating your business and just working out which way you're going to go now. And, and like I say, whenever there's a disaster, man, there's going to be massive opportunity. And I, I think yeah. it may be just a little bit too early for that opportunity to present itself, but I do feel there's going to be huge opportunity. And for myself even, I mean, I've been on online auctions and I've not seen any downturn. I've seen people buying, you know, yeah. people buying, yeah. the, the, the auction lots are strong. They're making loads of money. And things are still happening. Okay, you're changing the way things will happen. I mean, even last night, I posted a video on my Instagram where I had to get my solicitor to come to my house, outside my house. And yeah. through his window, we're standing, you know, two meters away to get some uh, legal advice paperwork signed. But it's just mixing it up, switching it up on how people are working. And I think the younger lot, especially the people that are a little bit more clued up, even the younger solicitors, they're more adaptable and they're quite keen to work in this adaptable way to get through this pandemic. Yeah. 
So, yeah, no. Um, guys, I wanted to ask you one question, man. So with isolation units, how are you going about cleaning these places? That has been bugging me for a while because I thought, what kind of deep cleans are you doing? So I think I'll let me answer that first. Um, and I'll give you the, the truth answer. So it's, it's called isolation units, but it's not it's not necessarily you're in isolation in a medical environment. It's, it's a house or apartment that you get that you're away from other people. I want to clarify, there's a lot of people on Facebook or are people are going around, it's an isolation unit. It's just a term that's been used. It's oh, you come and stay in my apartment. It's just an apartment that you get, which has been disinfected by normal cleans, like, you know, using Dettol, you know, cleaning. We have enhanced our cleaning procedure to another 30 minutes to, to the cleaning procedure, and we're paying extra for that. We're taking the cost for it. But there is no guarantees that you can't so certainly catch anything because it's, it's an apartment, it's a house which is being cleaned just like a hotel will be cleaned. So isolation unit is just being away from other people and being in your own environment rather than uh, a medi- medically, medically or industrial, industrial yeah. clean place. And that's 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 me. I, I'm, I very much doubt it. Other people would be spending because a, a real industrial clean or a, or, a, or a, a medical clean would cost more than hundred hundreds of pounds. You know, um, you you wouldn't. It's, it's just not. It's not. It's not doable in a residential building. Mm-hmm. Is it the same for you, Sham? Or yeah, so mine's the exact same. I think that's why people got a little bit angry when I started the isolation units because they thought, you know, why are you labelling yourself as some sort of hospital, but you're not. Um, again, I think the cleaning is the exact same as Adam's. I've just told the cleaners that use gloves. So using more gloves now, uh, more clear cleaning products, and this time they're cleaning your door handles as well and the yeah. little bits and bobs that you touch. Exactly. Yeah. So normally you wouldn't clean the door handles. It's not really necessary, uh, but now we're trying to do that more uh, and mm. things like the uh, TV remotes and every mm. little thing you touch is cleaned. Um, uh, I think regarding pay, I'm not paying any anymore because it's still part of the same job. It takes like two more minutes and job done really. Mm. So. Yeah, one of the things to add to that as well, we've added a day's one day's gap between oh, bookings no. as well. Yeah, so what that does is creates as a buffer. If there were any any chances of uh, of anything from other other guests, we have a, I have a buffer of a one day uh, in most of, well, in all our apartments. So yeah, I think to answer your question, that that's how what describes isolation units in this in this in this circumstances because this word's been used around social media and it's what it is now. It's what it's referred to. No one is taking responsibility, saying this is an industrial or a, or a medical environment. That you would expect in a in an in an ICU or in a hotel in a in a in an industrial place. So yes, but it's safer than what it would uh, in theory would be safer than what it was as Sham mentioned that would be cleaning handles and using disinfection yeah. uh, material in in the property. Yeah, no, good stuff. Sham, I wanted to ask you. I saw Bobby Singles behind you on one of these things that you were doing as well. He was uh, supporting you on something yeah. and giving us much on a bit of a twist, man. <laughs> what, what was that all about? Um, so again, it goes back to where uh, we're offering. I think I think the whole initial concept was, um, you know, we offer uh, free apartments to the N- NHS. Um, obviously, with me, as long as they cover the bills, then it's free. Because um, I thought, you know what, uh, I sort of what I was in. I was gauging the market, so I was thinking, you know what, I've tried and tried, and everyone's trying, and no one's getting bookings, and they're sitting empty. Um, so I was like. What what can I do to fill them up and at least to make some money or pay the bills or do or do something good? So I thought let's offer them to the to the NHS. They're free, but as long as they cover the bills, that's fine. So that's what I was doing with Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Singh, and that's what the Facebook group's all about, uh, which is just create awareness. And I've housed too. So on my 
on my, on my Facebook feed, you'll see we have housed a couple of staff. Um, they've already covered the bill, which is fine for now. But again, because they're management, management properties, I've spoken to the landlords and they're fine with it. So okay. I was like, yeah, cool. Um, so regarding the one that I'm setting up this weekend, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick that straight onto Airbnb and look and come and see how it goes. Mm. Guys, I want to ask you: it's, it's Friday night. Normally, you know, if everything was normal, I know you boys are young. You're out there having a good time on a Friday. How does it feel, man? How's this isolation feeling, Adam? I know you like to go out a lot, and I know you like to go out as well. I, I, I like to network. That's how I'm. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Okay, networking, fun time. How yeah. is this? How's this whole isolation been for you guys? Put the business aside for a minute. How's it been mentally for your mental state? Because you're both guys that are used to being on the run, 100 miles per hour, busy doing stuff here, there and everywhere. Mentally, what's it been like for your mental state? Um, I think, um, again, I'm going to be honest, uh, it has been a bit challenging. It was, it has been very challenging for the first week when we were inside. Um, but what I've done uh, is to overcome that, come up with, you know, improving my business and start becoming lean or improving my life. You know, things I do during the day. Um, there's a lot of personal life admin that I, I was really bad at, you know, keeping up with my personal life admin. I was really bad. I really started doing that. Um, started getting in touch with a lot of old friends. There's an app called House Party app, which I use a lot, and I told you about it as well, get on it. I've been in touch with some of my friends from around the world, which I probably haven't spoken to for a while, but now we're just catching up every day, just randomly. So it has been challenging. I don't want to use the word bad because I'm quite good with my mindset here when it comes to it. I try to stay positive. Helping a lot of people. I've received a lot of phone calls. That's one thing I'm, I want to mention. Like, I want to say thank you to a lot of people. I've probably received a lot of yourself as well. James, you send me a message um, and you call me and all of that. But a lot of people have called me, which were uh, probably bigger than me in, in the business world or older than me, just to see how I'm coping and stuff. So that has helped a lot. Honestly, it was out of the blue. I did not expect these people to give me a call. From, from nowhere and uh, they understood the impact of the, of the of this scenario so yeah it was challenging but I'm, I'm going through it in terms of like um, going out on the weekends or, or whenever it, that's that's another challenge you know I was uh, I've got a lot of friends so big social circle um, again yeah that's been that's a bit of a challenge I'm, I'm working on that but keeps you healthy I can I can I can actually say I've been more healthier than I have, have been before before this lockdown so that's a positive so I'm using that positive to say okay I'm not socializing but keeping healthy you just mentioned you're being healthy you just got a delivery from Deliveroo what did you order I've ordered a uh, grilled chicken actually so <laughs> okay okay yeah. right. nice it's good 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 uh, it's a, there's a good choice of uh, menu in Birmingham in terms of healthy food so got more protein <laughs> what about for you Sham how's it been for you so I think my sleeping patterns just getting gone worse. I don't know why, but I keep sleeping at three a.m. and it's bad. Like it's really bad because normally you wake up and you check your booking account in the morning, so checking it in the afternoon. Um, but there's that, and then and then the second thing is that there's nothing to do. Like you know, apart from working your business, but that gets boring. Like so far, what what I'm doing now as a daily task is just sorting out my Trello board, uh, building building pro, pro processes. And I'm building another lettings business uh, to support what I'm doing at the moment, um, which, is a, which is a separate topic. But it's there's just nothing. You can't go to the bar, the restaurant. You can't go, you know, grab grab some food from the chippy because you're not te- technically allowed. And it's just meh. It, yeah. it, it is. I think society is slowly being destroyed, basically. That's why I think. It's getting yeah. Yeah. Powerful words, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
have you have you thought about um obviously i know when we first spoke probably about six months ago you mentioned you would never do any web work seo work design work for anyone else oh yeah has that changed now dude i put it out there and then i got i got loads of inquiries and i thought dude i got the ass nah (laughs) 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 no basically uh see i don't know I've had loads of inquiries and I've still got people asking me for it. But the thing is, if I, if I invest in doing your, your side, it's a really good level. Uh, but I think most people that know me are through property. Uh, so they're more than likely going to be in my competition unless they're doing something else. Uh, but I haven't really done any sites for anyone uh, or, even, or even SEO. Um, I've done it for myself and I'm going to do it for the rest of my companies I'm building. But uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think the smartest choice would be to get back into doing marketing that that would be smart or i could level up a proxy and build build systems and processes to sort myself out for the future that's what i could do and that's what i'm working on now so yeah i'm sticking to proxy not much. good on you man good on you guys i'm not going to take up much more of your time but i'm going to ask you one question adam what's the biggest lesson you've learned from all of this good question biggest lesson i've learned quite a few lessons if i'm honest um what are the ones that stick out Yes, uh, the main one is uh, while this gets, so I, I'm, people who know my background and, and listen to my other podcasts, interviews, and stuff, I've scaled hell of a lot really quicker than a lot of people have probably scaled. So I scaled in one year from zero apartments to 22 apartments. But I, 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 even though I knew this, I didn't take into consideration how much um, liquid cash I should have or reserves I should have because, yeah, every, I'm not going to lie, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't got that much experience. You know, I was, I was excited. Uh, I did well. Uh, I'm not going to take that away from myself. I did really well to get them in good standards. But a lot of my liquid cash was reinvested, 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 and I just invested 95% of my money. So I think going forward, there will always be a recession again. There will always be a downturn. And I think I learned it the hard way. I need to have cash reserve for good two, three, four, five months. And whatever business you're in, it doesn't have to be hospitality, it doesn't have to be property. That's the biggest lesson I've learned. And uh, one of the things that I've improved, I can tell you one more thing. We've become a much more leaner company than I was uh, as, a, as a business and as a person uh, than I was before. I had to do it. I had to do some of the changes I had to make, which has made me, I would look back and say, oh, I could have done this six months ago. I would have saved X amounts of money. Uh, so that's one of the improvements that has come out of this, uh, this COVID-19 crisis. <laughs> yeah. For you, Shan? Dude, I think for me... Um, uh, I think exactly what um, Adam said, which is cash reserve. So what I'm going to be doing now on is every month put like 10 or 15% away just into savings, not just an account, but just savings for, for just in case, or even 5%. Uh, but that, that's the biggest lesson I've learned. And the second one is diversify your income source. So it's cash reserve and income source, and that's it. I don't think there's anything else to learn apart from them two points. Apart from that, it's just normal business business knowledge and skills, but that's another topic. But that's mm. a income source of cash reserve. Yeah, no, I think there's some good points you made, man. For me, myself, uh, you guys know I've been through a business that went into liquidation, so I know what it's like when you get to a point in a business where you're so heavily invested in it, you expand and something, one thing goes wrong, whereas for me, I got ill and lost clients. The business wasn't in a bad way. We just lost three of our biggest clients. And suddenly you've gone from being up there down to there very, very quickly. So I think you you guys have raised some really valid points about having money in the bank. 
fortunately for me, throughout all of this, I had a land deal that fell out of bed right just before COVID went through. And I was really, really pissed off, really upset that my solicitor didn't act quickly to put this land deal through. But I look back now and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? My solicitor, he did the best thing taking his time yeah, yeah. And, and not putting it through. Because had it had gone through, I'd be sitting there with a site now that I could do nothing with, all my cash flow tied up, losing money from rental properties. And I would be sitting here panicking, really badly panicking, thinking, mm. what the fuck can I do? Because I can't get them out. I can't do nothing to the tenants. I can see them from my window taking the piss. And just physically, I can't do anything about it. So mm. uh, I think, yeah, for myself, I don't ever want to be in this position again, man. I want to make sure, like you boys said, there needs to be so many flows coming in that exactly. if one flow gets cut off or two flows get cut off, you think to yourself, you know what? I've got a flow that's recession proof. I'm going to carry on going. You might have to cut back. I've never been a person who lives beyond my means either. So when you need to squeeze the belt a little bit and cut things back, it's very, very easy to do. And that's that's a very good, that's another reason why I don't have a, a nice car like I used to because it's just a flipping liability. At a time like this, you've got a big car going out on a lease payment. You're thinking, fuck, man, I can I don't want this. I want to be doing without it. Can I go yeah, give it back? Agreed, agreed, yeah, yeah. You know, because you're looking at your bank statement, you're thinking, what can I get rid of? I mean, for me, I'm spending over a £1,000 on a Sky subscription a year and I'm thinking, damn, why do my kids need all these channels? So that was the first thing to go, man. You think, but like you said, Adam, when things are good, you don't think about becoming lean. You just look at the bank statement, you think, ah, it's covered, it's covered, it's covered, it's covered, it's working. But when you start looking at it, you start thinking, shit, I'm actually wasting a lot of money here. Mm. Mm. No, agreed, agreed. No, just to add to that, I wouldn't, just for other people, I would never regret it because it's a learning experience. Uh, mm. No one's seen, if you told someone in, 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 in November last year and said, oh, you're going to get this crazy virus coming, it's going to wipe out the whole economy you would have laughed at me, everyone would have laughed, you know, if someone said that. So you can't, you can't really plan for stuff. These are pandemics and epidemics and you can't really plan for that. So yeah, it's a learning experience, you know, I'll learn from it, but I wouldn't change anything. Well, I would improve and learn from it, but I would, I was absolutely glad that I, I'm in this situation because I've learned, if I wasn't such a big business, I wouldn't learn it at this level. I would be learning at a smaller level. So I've got to learn some bigger things, working with a business, a business uh, relationship manager at the bank, they talk to, they work with you differently if you're, if you're earning more than, if you're turning over more than 250K or a million or, you know, different, different levels. So a lot of learning things that I wouldn't want to change um, uh, going forward. Yeah. So how many of you boys actually think this is a bit of a conspiracy? Do you think this COVID is real? Because there's all this nonsense going around that is fake. It's been created to control this, control that. You must have thought about it. You must have watched a little YouTube video on it. What's your thoughts, boys? Is it real or... Is the government doing something to us to try and control us? Yeah, so personally, at the start, I thought that China did it to kill off their own people because they've got far too many uh, Chinese people. There's far too many. Like, there's loads and loads, and it gets worse and worse. So I thought, if I was in China's head, I think I'd probably do the same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being serious because their population is out of control, man. Like, yeah. It's bad. So personally, I thought their government did it. That, that that's why I think. But then on the on the other side, you got five G coming. I'm not doing what the hell. And yeah, I think yeah, I think James. I think it's very easy to like get sucked into these conspiracy theories. Um, very very easy. Um, with social media around and stuff. So I think there is some maybe there is some truth in in what Sham said and the five G things that I I have a lot. I've done a lot of research uh, recently as well. 
but I think there is no hard and hard facts for either either side. You know, unless you got hard facts, I I, I personally can't comment and say oh it's a conspiracy theory. You know, um, go back to like there's other things that have happened in the in the past, like nine eleven and and other things before that. So unless there's hard facts, we gotta take we gotta we gotta just 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 overcome the challenges, you know, and then not trying to think about conspiracy theories or what the government's doing. There's as you said earlier in the in the in the in the part in the in this interview earlier, there's gonna be people who become millionaires. And they're there and then if you keep thinking there's a conspiracy theory, you're definitely not gonna become one. I guarantee you that. Guys, lastly, what would your advice be to anybody sitting there right now thinking, fuck man, the world's gonna end. I don't know what to do. I might as well just fucking, you know, go kill myself. My business is failing. What would your advice be having gone through that fear, that initial kind of shitting yourselves? What would your advice be to anybody going through it right now? I'll let you go first, Champ. Yeah, so um, easy answer. Uh, mine is going that way now. So he's technically failing, if you think about it, because we're not getting bookings, income's low. It's going down that route. Instead of killing myself and hanging myself after bed, um, <laughs> what I'm doing is trying to focus on building it, building it up. So all these little mistakes that I, I never thought I'd do, like pro, like processes and little pages on my on my on my website. So stuff like when you go to the uh, services page, there's little bits I haven't mentioned or there's details missing. So now I'm, I'm building all these little things, but I know things will go. Pro- Things will go back to normal, and they are gonna. But it'll take a while. But within that while gap, I've got all this time to grow it up. So I think once things get back to normal, I'll be up there where someone else will be there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to go there. Oh yeah, I hope that makes sense. So I'm trying to work on leveling myself up really, rather than killing myself. Oh, good advice, man. Adam. <laughs> I think I think this is a really important question you asked, you know, and the people take it lightly a lot of times. And I think um, people got to remember that for every downturn, there's an upturn as well. Um, there is going to be, as you, as I said, you've been through the 2008 recession. We saw the increase. I, I can personally talk uh, myself. I bought a house in 2011, 12, and went up by 50% until today. It's probably 50% higher than what I bought today. So, you know, at that time, everyone's thinking things are bad. Same thing's happening now. Things are bad. Yes, mentally you're going to struggle. I struggled. I'm struggling. Um, but I'm trying to look at it positively and looking at the facts, you know, what's on the other side of the fence and talked about multiple streams of income earlier, you know, trying to work, see how we can make a positive uh, impact in this time. There are other ways, online businesses you can start. You can do loads of things like supermarkets are making money while we're losing money. So things are happening still. There are opportunities. So for anyone out there thinking it's really bad, it's not. Your health is more important than actual business itself if it goes down it goes down you can start again you can always start again you can't get your life back you know i think that's some sound advice really really sound advice having having gone through it myself i thought the world was going to end when i lost my business obviously i'm still still alive yeah one thing i would say to people is you need to keep this uh you need to keep your mind all focused up man because as soon as you let your mind start controlling shit that's when stuff starts going wrong and i think a hot tip for anybody listening would be maybe invest in a bit of meditation because it's helped me immensely over the last few years where you start your day with a bit of meditation and a bit of gratitude and it makes you reevaluate everything before you even sit on your desk mm. and start I with agree that yeah yeah i agree with that so guys yeah. listen i'm gonna cut it there i know it's friday night i know your chickens wait in i know you've got <laughs> yeah. your food in your lunchbox <laughs> and uh I'm going to go and have a nice cold beer but boys it's been fantastic talking to you and you know i really 
pray and hope for you guys that everything levels out and things are back to normal. And in six months' time, you know, we're sitting somewhere having a meal and having a joke and having a laugh thinking, what the fuck was that stupid virus all about? Mm, yeah, likewise. Thank you very much for your time and, and your sound advice as well. Thank you. No worries. But- Thanks for tuning in to the J2 Hub podcast with James Sahota. If you like the podcast, feel free to subscribe so you never miss another podcast from James. And if you got value from this podcast, do take the time to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever else you consume your podcast content from. And remember, you're never too late to become something you truly want to become.